Last time we watched episode one of Dream High, and now we're going to go to episode 16 of Dream High. Just basic overall, what did you think of this episode to begin with? It was confusing for me because of the whole 15 episode time jump. I like 80-90% of the episode, and then like vehemently hated maybe the last 5-10 minutes of the episode. Okay. Okay. I think I I know why, obviously, but we'll get to that at the end of the episode. Hold on. I'm going to open my can of Tok Tok right now. I'm already sipping on the hard lemonade. Whoa. Very mature. Some truth bombs <laughs> are about to come out. Is it really? No. I, they would have come out sober. Okay. <laughs> so, let's just dive right into episode 16 since we already know the characters and everything. We meet up with the Lone Shark, who I still thought was a Lone Shark at this point. I don't think he... I think he changed roles, like, midway through the, the show or something. I agree. I think he went from debt collector to sponsor, or, like, some sort of sponsoring manager position. Yeah, that's probably what happened. I'm not entirely, like, sure, because <laughs> I don't remember. And I didn't read up on the other episodes. So at this point, they're discussing debut times because not all of them can debut at the same time some of them are holding the others back for some reason hemi and samdong are on the same on the side that they should all debut together but jinguk jason and becky are on the side that hemi and samdong should just debut before them because they have made mistakes in the past i kind of like the reversal for hemi because like hemi is now in a position where like we all do this together or we don't do it. And then Becky's all like, no, 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 let's break off. So I really liked the contrast in that moment. Right. It seems like there's um, definite parallels between the first episode when the relationship with Hemi and Becky. Now it's like Hemi's turn to say, I'm not going to debut without you. We're in this together. Also, looking at that scene, I was just so happy that they stopped looking like idiots. Like they had oh, like yes. nice hair kind of nice clothes i'm all like thank you thank you for this glow up i don't know who to thank but i am thankful now they have to represent they are in good clothes they've got good hair they have style they don't I mean, look like each other just like exactly <sighs> small changes are everything uh, we also learn in this scene that Hemi seems to have made a promise about debuting to her father and we learn more about that later on in the episode and it seems like Hemi and Samdong have some kind of chemistry. And this is our first interaction of actually meeting him since we didn't really see him in that first episode. So what was your reaction when you saw Samdong for the first time in this scene? I was like, what happened? Why are you here? Why didn't I see you in the first episode? Like, and now you're like this integral character, you know, who people rely on and need. And I, I actually didn't hate him that much. Usually... Like, when I see him, the urge to punch his face is just very strong, but it wasn't here in that moment watching this episode. And I have a theory about that, but that's a theory for a later time. I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> this is the first time we see him. Actually, he was in the first episode, like, for a second. You see him, like, in the montage of, like, the four characters that are going to be discussed in the first episode. So he's, he's in the first episode, just, like, in, like, three seconds of it, and they just show his face. I really try not to retain any memories of him. <laughs> Your hatred of him will never not be amusing to me. <laughs> Alright, 
So after this discussion, we go back to school and we meet up with Pirsuk and Hemi. This is like the first time we're actually seeing Pirsuk too, who is Ayu. It's the first time we're seeing her on screen since on the first episode, she was in a sushi costume. So we didn't actually get to see her. And Hemi is trying to decide whether her feelings are true for Jinguk or Samdong. And she's like in turmoil, deciding between the two. And then Jason comes up behind her and says that that makes her a two-timer. And it's like the first time we're seeing him up close as well. And we can see that kind of like interaction between Jason and Pursuuk that they're kind of like in romantic relationship, I want to say. I think that's a fair statement to have to say. Yeah. Maybe not official yet, but definitely heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. So this is like the first time we're seeing Pursuuk in, uh, in the show as well. So how did you feel about seeing IU in the show? I touched up on this last episode mm-hmm. that I didn't even register her as Ayu because she doesn't look like Ayu. Like, I think it's the heavy makeup or the bangs or a stunt double, you know, plastic surgery, whatever. It's just, I didn't believe the Wikipedia page. I googled, like, hey, Ayu, dream high for, like, better images to, like, see the face, the classic Ayu face style that I, I know so well. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't there. So she's not Ayu to me, at least not in this drama. She's just Pilsuk. Yeah, it's it. she seems like very different from how she looks now. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be because she's going for this more like mature look nowadays. She is going through a more mature look, but I think Ayu's makeup has always been maybe simple. I don't even know if she's wearing makeup in Dream High. I don't know if it's the bangs. I don't know what it is. It's just, I can't see Ayu in this drama because she doesn't look like herself. I mean, one thing to note is that she's wearing pigtails too in this already. I don't think the pigtails is what deters me. I think it's like her actual face. That's that's interesting. I just think that's how she looked back then. I think, I don't know. Maybe. We have to compare some pictures. I need to know how much makeup she's wearing. Like, what if she was doing that face contour thing i don't know <laughs> i need answers so uh, it's at this point that hemi decides that she's going to label samdong as a friend and then jinku kind of looks on from the distance or he's like watching this inner turmoil that she's having right? and the scene moves on to the vice principal he's talking to some reporters who are interested in the students and one magazine or one reporter who was sitting there he was like oh i'm from fishing magazine because People who fish like to listen to pop music while they fish. Did you know that he was going to be like some agent for a different kind of purpose in this at this point? No, I kind of knew he'd be important. I thought he'd be important role maybe in the fishing magazine. Like the principal underestimated the viewership of fishers, I guess. I also thought that the vice principal was going to be evil based on the first episode because it didn't seem like he cared about his students. So now that the chairman is gone, which I was like, whoa, what happened? Drama. Right. It looks like we don't know what happened to the chairman. He's not in this episode at all, in fact. Yeah. Um, Not even mentioned, I don't think. So I'm like, aren't you the break shot, dude? So like, why aren't you in the final episode? Yeah, I thought that was weird. I don't know why he wasn't in that episode. Maybe his acting contract was all like, I'm only in the first episode or the first half of the drama, then they tragically kill him up. I don't know what they do, but maybe he was too expensive to have the whole season. 
somehow I don't think that they tragically killed the doctor off. Dude, he comes back in the in the first episode. They flash forward to twenty eighteen, and he's the one talking about it. Remember? So he's not killed. But then why isn't he in the final episode? I don't know why he's not in the final episode. Okay, I'm not the director. But his death is somehow implorable to you. I mean, it's not that important to me. Fair enough. So I was kind of surprised that the vice principal was still here and not in an evil role, just a I'm going to ignore you kind of role. I did not think the reporter for The Fisherman would not be that magazine. That was a surprise reveal, but like not too surprising. I was expecting some big move from him. Right. So later on in the episode, we find out that the, the reporter is actually like an undercover agent for this competition that's going on which I thought was wild to me. I don't think I was expecting it. I think it was in the same space as you were. I thought that the fishing magazine was going to be so important. But when it was revealed that it wasn't the fishing magazine, I was like, It was oh. just a cover. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know anyone who fishes and listens to pop music out loud. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to listen to music while you're fishing. I thought the music would scare away the fish. That's what I was thinking too. So I was like, I was like how is that even a thing? And then I realized, oh not i'm kind of confused that he chose that cover in the first place what was his intention because i don't know like if you're gonna be a reporter for another competition was this to to prevent people from like sucking up to him because i think that maybe they chose something so ridiculous so that no one would question him and like just ignore him so i think that you're right in that sense, but I don't know. It just seemed like a very stupid cover to me. Yeah, I just don't understand his purpose as a reporter. I understand his purpose as being a host for a competition or like seeking mm. out talent. But I feel like you don't need to be a fisherman reporter to get that. Right. That's just very strange. Yeah, that was just a strange moment for me. In the next scene, we go back to Peki, Samdong, and Hemi, who are talking to JYP. <laughs> and how they can effectively debut together. And this is like the first time that we're seeing JYP in this show as well. He's like a big time producer in Korea and like half the people, more than half the people in this drama come from his like production company. So I think it makes sense why JYP is in the drama, but I don't know, it was kind of weird to see him again in that sense. I did not recognize him. I did not recognize him. No, I don't. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so JYP, he is the teacher who like shows them shows the kids the viral video of him dancing. Oh, I thought apartment. he was like a dance instructor. I didn't know he was like JYP. No, that's JYP. Okay, I also don't know who JYP is. Oh my god. You're so inept at K pop. It's it's really sad. <laughs> oh, uh just so for our listeners' sake, I did not recognize any of the songs Ryan volunteered to mention last episode. So I was right. Yes, I played played three songs for her and she knew none of them, which is mind-boggling to me since we go to like the same soju bar and they definitely play this kind of music. I only register Big Bang, okay? Anything else just does not make the radar. Oh my god, you're so sad. (laughs) It's called loyalty. It's not though, because you can listen to other music and still be loyal to the one band. They all sound the same, okay? Oh my gosh, okay. Anyway, so JYP, who's, his name is not JYP in the drama. I'm just calling him JYP because that's what everyone knows him as. Okay. He shows the kids a video of him doing a dance in his apartment. And he was like, oh, this went viral. 
we should do this and do a flash mob. What did you think of the idea to do a flash mob? Because I had a lot of thoughts. I had no opinion on them doing a flash mob. Like the act itself, I just didn't know how flash mob correlated to this is how you become famous. See, that's my that's my issue. <laughs> because if they thought that doing a flash mob would help them debut, then why aren't all the other people who are doing flash mobs like pop stars and famous people, you know? It's a ridiculous correlation between flash mob and success. The best I can come up with is that the flash mob was advertisement to them, but I don't think they established well a connection to their flash mob advertisement as to check me out, I can sing, make me a famous singer. If that was their goal, because again, did not pick up on that too well. See, even if it was, they're not singing in the flash mob. They're just dancing. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm all like, eh. but isn't it's just isn't, mind boggling? Isn't the song that's playing their vocal? So maybe like, oh, where do they get this song? I guess so. It's too much of a leap. It wasn't straightforward to me. If I was like watching a flash mob, like, oh, cool, can they sing? Are they gonna debut with a pop star? I don't make that leap when I see a flash mob. I'm like, is this yeah. a proposal when I see a flash mob? It's just. I didn't, I didn't like the idea that doing a flash mob would get them success and popularity. Mm-hmm. So I just don't believe that, you know? They go to a performing arts high school and they think that a flash mob will make them famous. I think they were trying to, like, do something out of the box. And they did do something out of the box, I think, in terms of, like, trying to debut. It's just, like, we agreed. It's not... It wouldn't work in real life. No, I don't think so. But this is a drama, so it has to work. No, it's a drama, so drama rules apply. True. So, then we get this short scene where Hemi, Peki, Samdong, and Pisuk go and blackmail people to be in this flash mob with them because six people in a flash mob is not a flash mob make. Hemi goes to people who bullied her. Peki goes to someone who's bad-mouthing her. Samdong goes to someone who apparently works at a club, like an adult club, as a high schooler. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part. And Pursul goes to someone who quote-unquote stole her voice. None of this is really... <laughs> Context is needed for each one of these, I feel. I liked the scene where they're blackmailing people to help them with their flash mob. It's no- I think normally people are like, I'm a good person. I'm calling in my favor. You don't have to blackmail p- people. So I thought that was a cute scene. But yeah, I would have appreciated backstory, which I would have gotten, I'm guessing, if I watched 2 through episode 15. I'm sure we would have, but we're not seeing those. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really in favor of this blackmailing, regardless if we had context or not, if I'm being honest. I think really? it's just a scummy move on their part. I mean, these are people who were supposed to be, like, supporting, but I don't support them. In this okay, case. fair enough. I don't, I don't like them in this moment, because I'm like, why would you, even if they're bad-mouthing you, if I was bad-mouthing someone and they caught me doing it and they were, like, being a flash mob for me. I'd be like, what? No, why would I do that? Okay, so you didn't like it because it wouldn't work in real life. Not that it... I don't like how what happened to their characters because they're supposed to be heroes and I don't associate good people with blackmail. Fair enough. To me, it's like the degree of blackmail. To me, it's all like, hey, you did something shitty, you know, like, you owe me. That's not like the truest sense of blackmail to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like fine with it, like, ha ha, cute. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it rubbed me the wrong way. 
Fair enough. That. I think in real life it'd be hard to ask your bully or a nemesis, hey, you owe me one for being so shitty. They'd be like, screw you, and then like continue to insult or bully as they were before. It could be a culture thing, so who knows? Maybe, maybe, but I feel like it's not. <laughs> okay. Alright, so we go to their preparations for the flash mob and the fishing magazine person comes back down and he snaps a photo of Samdong, Pecky, and Himi preparing. And I swear, the actors who are playing Samdong and Pecky, like they're doing perfectly normal faces. But Bae who's playing Himi, oh my god, her face looks so weird. She's making this like strange, not smiling and looks like kind of drunk face. <clears throat> So I don't know why they didn't retake that photo or decide on a different pose, but she's making like the most awkward face and it really bothered me because if it's going to be on a magazine, like I wouldn't want it to be in a magazine. I did not register Hemi's awkward face. I will say this, if she's a celebrity in real life, she should know how to take pictures, especially staged ones for her drama. Yeah, it was, it was very strange and I didn't understand why they kept it. What if that was the best they could do? <sighs> if that's the best they could do, they should have Taking a different photo. <laughs> Body Choose double. a different one where they're where all of them look weird. Don't just make single out the one person. Okay. Look, if we're gonna make it weird, let's keep it consistent. Everyone needs to be weird, okay? She's like the main female lead too, so I feel like maybe they just want to screw her over. Like you were a bitch during rehearsal, and this is payback. Like the editor was thinking. Do you think that's true? That she was probably not. A I mean, I great didn't register her awkward face. You did. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe no one cared. I'm just saying. It was like one second of the drama, but that one second was like, oh, oh. I'm just saying, if it's that awful, that egregious, someone in the editing department probably didn't like her. Because she is a celebrity. I guarantee you she knows how to smile. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, next scene is Samtong and Jinkook are at the same house. We learn that they're living together. And later on, we learn that they're living with Hemi. They all live in the same house, which is wild to me. And I think it was wild to me when I was in middle school, too. Because I was like, how could they possibly be living together? It's like the, they're making purposeful, like, drama. But I guess the Korean drama, so it makes sense. <laughs> I've seen dramas where, like, they live together in the same house, so that wasn't- that concept itself wasn't too weird, but, like, mm -hmm. the, sh the shows that do that start off pretty early from, like, episode one or, like, episode two, mm -hmm. so, like, it's been normalized because I saw at least Hemi and Jinkook had their own apartments, their own living situations. It was kind of jarring to see suddenly all of them living together. And I don't even know if that's Hemi's house. It kind of looks like it's the debt collector's wife's house or the debt collector's girlfriend's house. I don't so, know what's going on with that. Here's the thesis. Okay. I didn't know who she was. So I was confused as to like, who is this character? Where is she coming from? Mm -hmm. Do you remember the character who Hemi hated, like, oh Hyuk, the, the teacher. Yeah. The woman who, like, is in that scene is playing his sister. But is his sister the debt collector's wife slash girlfriend? So they get married later on in the series, or in, in the very, that one end scene, but yes. Okay, so she's connected to the English teacher, and she's connected to the debt collector. Why is she housing three homeless children? I think that that is oh Hyuk's house. From yeah. my understanding, that was Oh Hyuk's house, and Oh Hyuk's sister is telling Hemi's dad that they took a loan on the house to fund these kids' dreams. Mm -hmm. 
again, that's what she's telling him. Why I'm s- still so confused at this ginormous level of generosity, I guess, or maybe ownership, because like they could be maybe their own um, production group, like YG or something. And that's the case, and that makes more sense. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, this part was very confusing to me because I had to like do some more research too. It turns out that Oh Hyuk never cheated or never took. Hemi's mother mm-hmm. from their family. Apparently, she just didn't want to kn- let them know that she was dying. Mm-hmm. So he like pretended to like sleep with her, but yeah, not really. He and tried was... to help keep up the lie. Yeah. So it was. It's very strange. I'm not sure why he went with it because it just seems ridiculous to me. How did she find this man? Like, hey, I need a fake person to cheat on. Who? I think they might have been best friends or something, but it's. Oh. It's very, yeah, it's very confusing, and I'm not okay. sure. I had to, I might have to rewatch this drama and figure out. <laughs> I mean, I am gonna rewatch it. It's just I'm not gonna like rewatching it. That's fair. But I, I thought it was weird that the dad and the two boys were all living in the same house, plus Hemi. I figured I kind of get why Jungkook lived there and why Hemi lived there. They were both broke. I don't know why Samdong was there involved i don't who has a house this big in korea that they can let three or four strangers bunk with them like this is not an english teacher's salary (laughs) well this is an english teacher at one of the most prestigious art school in the country this is still not his salary to have a house this big in korea i'm guessing maybe even seoul yeah i don't i don't really know I can't answer that question for you. It's very He doesn't even strange. live in his own house. Like, how rich is he? Like, it's just... <laughs> no, I think he lives in that house. I've never... I Okay. <laughs> I did not see a scene. I just saw the debt collector's wife. Moving on through the scenes. We finally get to the flash mob that was planned in, like, a week. Where JYP is, like, dressed up as a chef or someone who, like, delivers food in Korea. You know, one of those yeah. people who do, like... He's a door dad. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a. He was in that costume. Yeah. And on his like metal food container box has the word Dream High on it. That part confuses me. Is Dream High what they're calling themselves, like as a band? Or is that supposed to be the nickname of the prestigious high school? So I think Dream High is supposed to consist of. It's a band. And those are the six members. Okay. That, so I think that's Dream High. Then I think that supports my theory that the flash mob was advertisement. That's. Yeah. I guess so. But they only see it for that. One second. Here is what everyone is dressed up as. Oh my god. I can't believe you took notes on that. I did. Samdong and Jungkook are in business outfits. They're pretending to be businessmen. And they're both like wearing glasses and this suit, tie, like briefcases and everything. And they're the first two people who join in on the dance. Hemi and Becky are just two friends. It seems like they're just going to the mall together. That's their disguise. And Hemi is wearing like these glasses. So that's to quote unquote disguise her. And Jason and Pilsuk are police officers, which I didn't notice until I rewatched the scene because I was like, where did they come in? I didn't see where they were. They're police officers who are like, oh, you got to stop doing this. And then they're like, oh, wait, let's dance. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was their role. And then many people in the crowd started joining them. And I did some research on them too. It looks like the people who were in the crowd who started joining them, some of the people who were doing that, they're members of like 2PM and Miss A, who are like the lead actors' bands. So it's like a bunch of people from their bands. That's cute that they were like supporting them. Yeah, I think it was a nice touch. And I think that if people like caught it, it was like a cute cameo. Mm -hmm. 
I did not catch it because I didn't know most of them. <laughs> so my one question for you is, do you think that they filmed this in front of like real people? No. I wasn't sure. I don't think so. I don't know if I ever told you the story, but when I was in Taiwan, I kind of walked into some movie scenes accidentally. Um, I didn't actually, I didn't walk into the actual scene, but like I could see film crew, cameras, people, staff. I could see them like rehearsing the scene over and over. I was like the next street away, or like, or like a block away, but like looking across at the scene through a park. I'm like, they hold off the area pretty well. I think they're like paid extras, or maybe if they're crowd people, they were like vetted, like, hey, we're filming the scene just act normal you know i think that's how that's done because they don't they block off the area pretty well interesting yeah i i thought that maybe they were in in my head i was i thought it would be cool if they were filming this in front of real people but yeah i guess that makes more sense i think filming in front of real people allows for more mistakes or more chaos so that's why i think they prefer not to if they do film with real people they get like signatures and consent just so that they can like list them in acting credits or whatever for liability purposes maybe i don't know okay that makes sense i was just wondering what your thought was because i i was so desperately wanting it to be <laughs> real sorry um, no you're good you're good so I think the one quote that really pissed me off mm-hmm. in this scene was when the teacher, Ohyok, was talking to Hemi's dad. She, and he was like, all those people dancing with her, those are her friends. <clears throat> and I was like, are you kidding me? All those people she's dancing with, five of them are her friends and everyone else she blackmailed. <laughs> How could you possibly say that they're friends? He's a teacher. He's not like the best friend he's not into the inner workings of the group he might not have been informed that they had to blackmail people to help them so that was like my thinking when i heard that line because i'm all like okay uh, clueless adults say clueless adult things i was just blown because i was like that's not true you can't say that that's not a thing i think it was supposed to be a moment where it convinces the dad that he should be more accepting of like stardom or singing because Mm. her quote-unquote friends were all pitching in to help her like this is a thing for her to pursue like everyone else supports her why can't you pop you see that makes sense but it still just doesn't no it doesn't make make sense because the english teacher is talking out of his ass he don't know you know like also why is he like trying to change the dad's opinion like why is he so invested in this family that he helped break up i have no idea i can't i can't tell you uh, eventually the dance that they dance to becomes like a craze people <clears throat> start doing it in videos and the only thing i could think of was well i had two things two things to note is oh my god is that what youtube looked like back in t- 2011 that was my first thought and my second thought was oh my god this is a tiktok dance <laughs> I mean, am I wrong, though? It's, like, repetitive and pretty easy to do. I think the one thing that would disqualify it from being a TikTok, not that I've seen a full TikTok video, is that I've never seen flash mobs in TikToks, per se. No, I'm not talking about, like, the flash mob. I'm talking about, like, the Oh, the dance moves on... itself? Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's a 2011 TikTok. <laughs> it's so sad. And that somehow gets them the attention of some producer. Anyways, we move on. And then we see the relationship between Ohyok and another professor who works with her, works with him, sorry. And they accidentally kiss. 
in that scene. That is the first kiss scene. It's the first kiss scene that we've seen, and I'm so disappointed. <laughs> uh, I am too. I think as far as accidental kisses go, it was kind of smooth, like kind of quick. Like I've seen some awkward accidental kiss scenes, so this one like mm-hmm. fared better for me. But like, I'm also mad that that was the first kiss scene for me to see, and it was just accidental, and like neither party knew of each other's feelings at that point. I'm just like so mad at it. Yeah, and then she asks him out on a date. Which was, like, so clearly a date to us, the viewers. Like, she even had sudden hairpin in her hair when she did it. I'm like, oh, homegirl's trying to act cute or more girly or more feminine. Like, she just carries hairpins in her pockets to, you know, ask out the guy at the right moment of an accidental kiss. Right, the only one who's oblivious is Ohyuk. Like, he doesn't understand that she's asking him out on a date. Like, even the vice principal, who's apparently her dad, yeah, that's sees this from a distance and goes, oh my god, that idiot. I didn't like how involved the dad was either. I'm like, I thought for a second he wanted the girl, like... Heike, same though, when I was watching <laughs> this again, I was like, is is he like attracted to her? This is kind of weird. And then I'm like, she seems a lot younger. She does seem a lot younger, but like maybe that's like the charm, you know, like he wants a hot young thing. And then I'm like, oh, that's his daughter. And he's like mad and over involved at her rejection. Yeah, I was not getting like fatherly vibes from that look and that scowl. I was getting, oh my God, he wants to like get with her. I didn't get fatherly vibes from any of their relationship that I've seen from episode one to episode 16. I mean, I don't know. I can't answer that for you. All right, so we're back to the loan shark. He gives someone a DVD for Dream High on his way to the bathroom, and he begs them for a chance to debut, which he accepts for God knows why. And then Samdong, Jinguk, and Hemi are given the news that they are going to debut. And we learn that Hemi made a deal with her father that she would go back to America if she didn't debut within a month. So that's the bet she made with her father. Which I think is a very strange deal to make, especially if he still owes money to these people. Does he? I, I thought because they're all buddy-buddy, things were Gucci. I think at this point he still owes money. Okay. But I'm not sure. It, it just seems like a weird thing to want to do, to go back to America or to I think country. maybe they thought they had better opportunities, or maybe that she could pursue it better like maybe juilliard was part of the deal because like that's why it's like america 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 like maybe he's the reason for her snootiness like you should be more classically trained or a classical performer i guess because i'm guessing like from his viewpoint when he left she was all like wanted to go to juilliard wanted to be classical and then a year later he comes back and she's going to the high school of the affair partner she's now wants to be a pop singer like he might not understand this drastic change he might think oh she's doing this to pay off my debts i want her to do what she really wanted which was juilliard in america that makes sense again i am leaping i have not seen two to (laughs) fifteen uh he might just be like fuck korea i i became poor in korea america's the What do we say? The melting pot, the land of dreams. You know, I can pay my future here. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I I would be inclined to believe you on that front. So we get to the performance part of the show. So this is something that I think audiences really wanted to see when it first came out. See them on stage and just singing and dancing, whatever. Okay. Uh, At this moment, we learn that Sam Tong is partially deaf. 
We clearly see that Hemi wants to go after Samdong before the performance begins. Jason and Pirsuk are together. They have like a little moment and I thought it was so cute. I like, I kind of like, I don't know, I was so happy for some reason seeing them together. I think- Even though I don't remember the relationship at all. You should I was just that. happy to see. I'm happy to see like one couple that isn't having a lot of drama right now in this drama. Got you. Fair enough. So a couple of notes I had on their outfits- okay let's hear them they were all black the men are like at their collar like on in front of their chest or whatever they had holes in their outfits and it was sleeveless and they had like a bracelet or a, an armband but only for their like one part of their arm was it on their upper arm or lower arm lower arm it was closer to their hand so i think it was more like a bracelet okay but these outfits were ridiculous i was so upset with these outfits <laughs> I did so not bad. register what most of what you've pointed out. I do think that they were a little edgy, and I did think they were a little alternative. But, like, do you remember the K-pop music videos from, like, middle school? Yes. They were extreme. Like, I would listen to Shiny back then. A suit full of feathers was, like, not even questionable. So what they were wearing really just didn't, was a noteworthy right. for me. But when they were singing those songs, this is a very happy and uplifting song. It's dream high. It's not, like, something dark or in a minor key. It's very much, like, uppity and happy music. And I think that the outfits just don't correlate with that message i agree they don't reflect with the song but maybe they're supposed to reflect on the intensity of the moment like i'm guessing that this is what they've worked for for a year was this chance to debut so the black outfits the intensity of it was to highlight this key moment you know they would either make it or break it from here if they failed hemi goes to america so that's what the whole serious get up was about rather than the happy cheerful dream high song yeah i don't get that I, I think that they should respond to what the music is, not just what the situation is. I think it was for us, not for the judges. Fair enough. In any case, there's one good thing about the guys' outfits, and that's we get to see their arms. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> just very good. <laughs> that's all I had to say. Multiple times. Yeah. Also, the dancing during this performance sucks. It's like really bad. They're bouncing around like to left and right and then pumping their arms and that's it. And they're like clapping at some point. Was it similar to their flash mob dance or was it different? It was different because it was simpler. Oh, that makes it worse. I have it no does. opinion. So they, they were just bouncing around, waving their arms. Jinguk has this monologue about happiness, um, the two kinds of happiness. The one that you realize is happiness after the fact, and the one you feel in the moment. And that was kind of, it was kind of weird hearing that from him, really. He does not seem like a happy character. Not really, no. And he really isn't throughout the most of the drama, I don't think. And at the very end of the performance, it like screen, pauses the screen on Chinguk's face. Which again, it looks really stupid. Do they not know how to like pause something to make it look natural? Is there a reason why it made he me... looks so dumb? I don't know why he looked dumb. I don't know. I don't know why I even interrupted. You keep going. It just didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand. <laughs> Sorry, it just really irked me. So uh, we head back to their house, Hemi's house. Hemi and Samdong have a interaction together. It's kind of cute. And then Chinguk reminds her that it's her birthday and they should go out together. And uh, during this time, Hemi accidentally drops her wallet. 
when she goes back to the house, Sam Dong finds the wallet, sees a photo inside of it, and sees his photo inside of her wallet, which I think is kind of cute, actually. I found it kind of creepy, you know? Why are you going through this lady's wallet? Why do all the male characters who find a wallet go through it? What What are you looking for? Are you looking for money? Are you looking for her social security card? Like, why do you go through the pictures to look at them, take them out? Like, why can't you appreciate them in their protective cover? I did think it was cute that she had a picture of him. That was very cute. But the but going it's creepy through of her him wallet, to go through her wallet is yeah. what you're saying. Because this isn't okay. the first character to do that. I'm like, it's like a universe flaw or yeah, I trait. That, that might be a trope in, <laughs> in this kind of um, drama. I think it's a little weird. Like, I don't know where she got the photo of him from. It I'm assuming like that a he high gifted school, it to her. It seems like a high school picture. So maybe from like a high school yearbook. Because that's kind of normal, I think, for teenage girls to like find pictures of their crushes and cut them out. Or like trying to obtain them to look at them. Especially if in that time period, like 2011, before I guess social media blew up the way that it did. Right. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Anyway, so she comes back, takes the wallet, Chingu, Kimi, and go to, like, this special place from their past, where it all started, apparently. I don't know what happens. I don't, I don't know, know what, what happened, and I think I would have appreciated a flashback to make their relationship feel more intense or more connected to them. Because right mm-hmm. now, it doesn't feel like a love triangle. It feels like whatever she had with Jungkook sizzled out real quick. Because, like, there was, like, some chemistry in episode one. Some, like, I like you, I hate you kind of tension. And now it's all, like, you're my brother, you know. But, like, I feel bad for telling you you're my brother. Like, I feel like I have to pretend that I like you because you like me. So, like, I think a flashback would have made me feel better about this love triangle because it didn't feel like a love triangle anymore it just felt like Hemi had a real bad for Sandong and vice versa like Jinguk was just this now observer this bystander to their love yeah I kind of get that same feel actually so they go to this place from their past Jinguk kind of realizes that it's futile to pursue her anymore he says to her that he's like giving up and he's making the decision easier for her by taking himself out of the running so there you go (laughs) i felt like that was also too convenient i think so too i feel like if this was reality he might be fighting a little harder or also i wrote some notes here Mm -hmm. um um, that says that hemi's obviously not interested in him and then i wrote i think it's because his cheeks are weird and i don't (laughs) like his chin (laughs) i don't know i wanted to see like what she why he thought or why because I, I didn't get to see any of the middle of the relationship, like, how it maybe started or ended or didn't start. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm like, I feel like they should have had more heart-to-heart talks if they're this close, this friendly to each other. I think this is maybe the one time where I would think a flashback is necessary. Yeah. Drama. Yeah, I think that's all I really want. I just wanted a flashback because we didn't watch the middle. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> all right, so that scene ends and we're back at the principal's office. Oh Hyuk has given the news about people who pass the EMG auditions and the vice principal spills the beans that his daughter likes her or likes him sorry yeah and says that um how could you not know that it's kind of obvious and then Oh Hyuk is like oh and then walks out of the room and I think that the vice principal is kind of like taking himself in the foot because he doesn't want Oh Hyuk to be in his family but oh well dude and then we get this scene with all the kids and Oh Hyuk and JYP 
and they're announcing who debuted from EMG and he's like doing this slowly because it's only supposed to be one person from the group and Hemi is the first on the list and her reaction her reaction is way over the top and I kind of like Jason's reaction where he was kind of like disappointed because I don't think that she should have been so excited if she knew that no one else would get the audition you know what I mean maybe I think it didn't look good for her character growth no it really didn't but then everyone got accepted, so everyone's reaction is appropriate. They all get really excited. I guess it's fine now. How convenient. Yeah. And we learn later on through the fishing reporter, who turned out to be the EMG representative, that apparently the reason that they won the audition or they passed the first round of auditions is because they applied. I remember that. That was so stupid. In my head, I was like, that's not how the real world works. Even if you're not like capable of doing everything required on that list, there's going to be someone who can and they would have applied and would have probably done a lot better. So that's a Korean drama for you where they just make it convenient for everyone. No one else applied because the qualifications were too much. <laughs> so everyone who applied passed. Pretty much. I think that's complete BS. <laughs> I agree. It's ridiculous. It would not have worked out like that in real life. Nope. So we see a um, a scene where they're trying to figure out who's using the practice room. Jason wins and wants to practice with Pirsuk, which I think is very cute, very romantic for high school. <laughs> oh Hyuk and the vice principal's daughter have a moment together and they decide to go on a date. I think her her interaction with that is cute and she puts in that barrette again in her hair, which I guess symbolizes her her enamorness. I think it's supposed to symbolize a girlishness or like a cutesiness because like maybe when she's at work she doesn't feel like she can be girly or cute to her object of affection. So when she's in romance mode or wants to have that romance mode initiated in her partner she goes like cool girly I'm cute I'm feminine with the hairpin. Mm. Makes sense makes sense. So then we get an interaction between all the students and they are pretty much like what's your motivation for winning like if you win aren't you going to be lonely uh, and sam dong says that even if he's lonely he still wants to win uh, and then we see flashbacks from the different students and each of them kind of like have this sequence where they show how much they want their dream and then it shows like i'm assuming scenes from the drama in their past uh, the thing that annoyed me about this scene was that Jason's Jason's flashback and his voiceover is just is it my turn to go yet is it my turn that's what his flashback monologue scene is that's what all that's all he says everyone else has this like beautiful like I want it because I have this dream whatever <laughs> but it seems like Jason's just kind of really shallow <laughs> I was upset not upset, but maybe kind of sad at the seat. Not for the reason you were. I didn't care about Jason. It's just that they had like good reasons for wanting this dream or having this dream. But then they were like weirdly realistic. Like, oh, won't you be lonely? Won't you be blah blah blah? And then like, and that's when like Sandong says like, I want it anyways. I'm mm -hmm. all like, I don't think you're that lonely when you're famous you just have smaller groups of friends you just now have famous friends or maybe it's harder to have a love life because of like the paparazzi but like, they made it seem like you can't be in love ever or you can't have a social life and i'm all like that's really dark 
for teenagers. Like, that's really dark, you know? Like, for them to, like, be thinking this and then, like, acknowledge it and then, like, you know what? Still want it. Yeah, it's it's very strange. I don't know if I agree with um, the way they, they put it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of like the last full scene we get in 2011. And we flash all the way back to the beginning of the series to 2018. We learn, uh, we'll, we'll go by each each of the characters. Pirsu has actually become Ayu in the drama. Oh, what? Really? I Okay, I didn't understand that because it looked like she was like a dance teacher for little children. So if you look in the back... Or, I saw the poster of Ayu. I'm like, is that just a nod to her being Ayu? Yeah, I think that she, in the drama, she has taken that persona as Ayu, but then she stopped um, singing professionally, and now she's just a kindergarten teacher, is what I got from that. So why not just be a kindergarten teacher? Why not? Why make her be famous and then have her give it up? I I don't know. Okay, uh, that confuses like she me. Wanted, I don't like this. Right, it seemed like she wanted that dream, but then she gave it up and became a kindergarten teacher which is mm-hmm. very strange because she says that she's like done with her life as a singer like she clearly says that when she's talking to jason yeah yeah i remember that interaction i just didn't know she was actually a singer because i thought the iu thing was just a cute nod i think it i think it is kind of a cute nod but it's like that's who she was going as after she finished or when she debuted i think that's just what they were saying okay yeah it's weird i'm not gonna pretend it's not weird anyways jason and meets up with her at work to escort her to meet with the other members of Dream High. So Jason, that's all he has. There's, I don't think they really tell us what he's been doing. Uh, I thought I he was a it. reporter. Did they say he was a reporter? Yeah, I'm pretty sure in their interaction, she's like, oh, like, reporter name, like, let's go together. I do not remember that at all. <laughs> like I said, uh, there are some stuff that I don't remember. I still don't remember the split scene. You never sent it to me. I don't even know if it happened. Okay, yeah, I need to send that to you. I keep forgetting. Alright, which just happened yesterday, so... <laughs> Alright. So, um, the next scene we see is... Or the next character we meet is Pecky. And we see that she is now a teacher at Kiden High School. And she spills tacks on the floor and forces her students to pick them up without shoes. And if they don't pick them up, then they have to do their performances with the tacks on the floor. Uh, and she sees the, um, the teacher who's dating Ohyok in the distance and then they have this interaction together and if i'm remembering correctly it's because that teacher is like her mentor mm-hmm. and i think that she did the same thing to her at one point that's what sure. i was about to say like from those two interactions i'm pretty sure that happened to her and she was not maybe alluding to oh girlfriend or trying to channel her because like i feel like Becky is clearly a different person than she was in episode one. And maybe it was mm-hmm. because of the mentor. And like... I would be inclined to agree with you there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and then we realize, uh, or we see oh and that um, teachers, they're still dating. So that's good. I mean, isn't only... Oh no, it is like, okay, it's a time jump. I'm like, it's just only a year later. <laughs> no, it's no, been it's like not. seven years. <laughs> yeah, it's been seven years. You should put a ring on it. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Alright, so then we get a moment with Jinkook, who has become very famous uh, and has like a somewhat rivalry with K, quote unquote K. Uh, and he's seen to be working with the Lone Shark as a producer, or as he's the producer, and he now has a family with the woman, uh, Oh Hyuk's sister. I don't know if Wait, you noticed what? this. What? Sorry. No, I, okay. No, the Here's gangster, the, thing. The, the, the Lone Shark. 
Say say what you said one more time before I put in my opinion. Uh, we learned that the loan shark is married to Oh Hyuk's sister. Okay. I, I heard sister and I assumed of a different sister. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but I did because it was, it was annoying to me. But he's like, look at these photos of my family and it's just two photos. But Jinkook flips between three photos. One of the photos is just repeated. I did not notice. I did not care. Uh, I stopped caring about Jungkook once I realized he was not, he wasn't a serious romantic thing. That's fair. That's fair. Did not care about his happiness. I don't know <laughs> if the scene pops up yet, but the baby sister, Hemi's sister, that kisses not, him. Yeah, it has not happened yet. Okay, um, I'll let you bring it up before I, I tell you what I think about that. Okay, I have opinions on that too. Yeah, we see him look at an article from the first episode about his dad and he smiles, whatever. I guess they made up, but I don't think it was very important to the story anyways. And then we get back to the first scene of the show, which is the Grammys in 2018. K is revealed to be Samdong, and he also has a tuning fork next to his K medallion. Which I think is significant, but I can't remember why. But they, I think they because he on the can't hear. Right, but does that does tuning forks like negate partial deafness? I don't know. Maybe it's like a simple trick for him to like test his deafness. Like, can I hear? It might just be silent. It might not be. Let's do a tuning fork. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, and then we get a conference, uh, a flashback back to 2011 and to the moment where Sam Dong finds out that he won um, the competition. He's the one that's going to debut first. And he doesn't want to leave Hemi at that point. Well, Hemi wants him to leave because it's an opportunity of a lifetime, but doesn't want him to leave because he's t- she wants to pursue a relationship with him. And in the end, he gifts her a heart cell phone charm. That was cute. It, it was kind of cute. I, I liked it. And then we go back to 2018 where he's going on stage. He gives up his hearing aid, I think, which is a very strange decision, but you, you do you. And his ending scene, like this is the last scene we see of him in 2018. He jumps out of the floor among a gaggle of corpses. And that's it. That's his ending scene in 2018, which I thought was bad. I thought that was a bad. It is bad. Scene. It's awful. And also the Grammys don't look like that. Yeah. Um, but I can forgive the Korean version of the Grammys. I just don't like how there was no nod to Hemi at all. Because when it's Hemi's moment, she's all like still sad, still thinking about him. But he doesn't dedicate anything to her. And maybe they do that. So like the last final scene, Sandong has more weight. But I find Samdong to be problematic because the actor is problematic. But that will be discussed for the final scene. Um, so now we go back to 2018 uh, and see Hemi and what she's doing. She is at her 100th concert, which means nothing to me because I don't know how long her concerts are and what she qualifies as a concert. Like a concert could be like a high school concert, you know, like just like high school attendees. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what in terms of fame this means. Like it's, this does mean that she's worked the most, that she's had the most performances. Does this mean... That she's on par with, like, Jinkook in terms of popularity and fame. I, I don't know what this means. Yeah, it's just it's just an arbitrary number. It could be her 50th, and I wouldn't I could have cared an equal amount. It could have uh, been her 365th concert. One concert for it, each day of the year. 
Like, honestly, it's... Eh, whatever. So, she acknowledges Sam Tong and sings the song Only Hope by Mandy Moore. It is an Oh, it's by song. Mandy Moore? Yes, it's by Mandy Moore. I know that K-pop singer. She's... Okay. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if you noticed this in the scene, but I thought the limp sync... Sorry. The lip syncing was a little bit off, but that could have been me. I did not notice. I did not care. I know that, like, with dramas, I think it's easier to pre-record this at a studio than have her do it in real time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's just easier to film. So when there are, like, lip syncing, like, mistakes or mishaps, I, I'm like, her singing the song, the sad song, it's just, like, it didn't do anything for me. Because I'm kind of mad at Samdong still. Like, he doesn't visit her at all. So, I actually have a note Like, their that. love is so deep. He He's just all like, he can't wear that bad Korean disguise of a baseball hat and a face mask. You know, he has to have his concert and her concert same day. Like, all about that just makes me so mad. Yeah, I know it's the Grammys. I don't care. That was just for writer's convenience sake to have them be separated. So I actually have a note on the song, um, mm-hmm. Only Hope, that she sings. Uh-huh. I was trying to, like, look into why she was singing this song, because it was kind of weird. It was the... weird. Please tell me why she sang it. It is the first song that she sang to Sam Dong when they first met. Ew! So that is why she is singing that song in particular. Okay, no, 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 that doesn't answer the question. Why did she choose that song to sing to him the first time she sang it? I think we'd have to watch that scene before we Oh can... my god, I don't want to see his face. Ugh. You're going to have to anyways if you're going to watch the drama. I might just read the drama bean synopsis. We'll see. <laughs> Alright, so during this performance, we see some random girl come up to Jinkook and kiss her. Or sorry, kiss him. And it's Hesong. Hesong kisses Jinkook, who is Hemi's younger sister, who now goes to Kirin High School for some reason. And I thought... This was so creepy, and, like, I did not understand why they had to put this, like, kind of romantic tension between these two characters. I'll tell you why. You're not gonna like it, though. It made me so upset. Oh, it is upsetting. Okay, tell me why. Just tell like, me why. Okay, so I think it's, like, to not that Jinguk only really, truly loved Hemi. A normal girl can't compete with Hemi's memory. So he has to get Hemi by association. He has to get the sister. That's really disgusting. Oh, it is, but it's done so many times. Have you read Twilight, like the series? No, I haven't read Twilight. Jacob can't get Bella, so Jacob falls in love with Bella's daughter. Like, the age difference alone for all parties involved is disgusting. But it's like, if I can't have you, I'll have your family member. (sighs) That's so disappointing. Because your family, because maybe that thing that I love is like genetic, you know, like maybe he loved Hemi's talent and the younger sister has the talent because, you know, she's in the fancy high school. So creepy. And I don't like I told you, you're not going to like my theory. (laughs) But it makes a lot of sense. Because it's, yeah, I don't know. It's gross. It's so bad. I'm so sorry. No, you're, you're, no, never mind. I was going to forgive you. I don't. So, yeah, it was just very disturbing, and the romantic tension that they bring in that relationship is just not okay for me. And then, for the last scene, we flash back to 2011, and this is the last scene of the drama. There is, like, an, an internal, like, flashback where she remembers, like, meeting Samtong for the first time, and then 
seeing like the reverse relationship where Samtong was running to her on the bus and now she's running to him on the bus and it's revealed that Hemi has the K medallion and gives Samtong the medallion and they kiss his body is like halfway out the window and the song that is singing is Dreaming by Kim Soo Hyun which is the the other emotional the emotional song they play in the drama and that's it that is the end of the drama what did you think of this scene? I hated it. I hated it so much. It it ruined any good feelings or vibes that I had for the rest of the drama. Like, I was thoroughly enjoying everything up until that scene. But why? Why didn't you like this scene? I don't know. Maybe because I didn't know Samdong's character in episode one. Like, maybe... Because when I was watching it, I was expecting Jungkook. To be more of a love rival, you know? And then he gives up pretty easily, you know? And, like, their relationship has no more chemistry from what it used to be. And then, I don't understand these two. Like, she's telling him goodbye. He doesn't want to have a goodbye, but he realizes it's... She's doing it for his future. She's, like, if you really love something, let it go. Mm-hmm. And I was fine with that. That could end. But then, he's all like... But if that thing really, really loves you, it'll go back to you. So then he runs after her just to kiss her. Like, nothing is concluded. It's like, oh, I like you, you like me. Like, no shit, everyone knows that. You guys, but you guys acknowledge that your dreams Mm -hmm. are too important to, like, try to, like, work a relationship. Uh, Maybe I'm, like, mad that it's realistic or maybe mad that it's pessimistic. Because, like, most of this drama seems optimistic. Like, why is this so sad? Or maybe I was expecting something stupid, like a pact. Like, if I'm still single a decade from now, if you're still single a decade from now, both are recurs. Maybe, like, seven years later, Hemi still acknowledges that Samdong is important to her. Like, it's seven years later. Mm Mm-hmm. To her, that romantic connection hasn't faded. And Samdong didn't want to leave her. Samdong didn't want to break up. He was willing to give it all up. I'm mad that they couldn't work on a compromise. I'm mad that they didn't communicate more. I'm mad that they kissed. Like, just why even do that? Like, what are you even running after a bus, too? Like, that's just, that's just like, a feat of athleticism that was unnecessary. Yeah, it's just... I To me, it rubbed me the wrong way because... I always expect, like, a cheesy, happy ending. I think maybe that's what I was... Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what made me mad, too, was that I was okay with the goodbye. Because that's, like, cool. That's enough drama. But then he goes back. He goes back! Yeah, it really doesn't offer, like, a nice conclusion. It's kind of, like, lukewarm. Yeah, so he kisses her. And usually the kiss is supposed to be magical and solves everything. So I'm like, oh, they work it out? But no, it's just... That's how it cuts. It cuts to them kissing, but we know in the future they're not together. If this is a cheesy drama, the way it's been for the past first and last episode that I've seen, the kiss should have like, okay, maybe we'll work this out Yeah. for me. And they just didn't do that. Yeah, no, I feel the same exact way. It's just not okay that they... I don't think it's okay that they did that, honestly. And I don't know. It's just not a good final episode, in my opinion. It's not a good final scene like i i like the the poeticness i think it's very sad but i also think it's wrong whoever did it was wrong (laughs) all right speaking of which what do you give this final episode of dream high as like the last episode of a drama 
Since we did five stars for the first episode, I'll do five stars for this episode. Emotionally, I would give it like a two out of five. Two out of five. So your total score together is a 5.5 out of 10. Sure. Like, I I would not want to do it that way because I'm only judging. I don't want the total. I I would want the average. How about that? I don't want them added together. I want the average of my score. (sighs) Okay. Um... Which would probably be like a three out of five, which isn't bad for this drama. So the average of that is, oh my god, it's what three point five plus two divided by two. It's five point five out of ten. Fine, whatever. Um, if that's what it is, that's what it is. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't think this was a strong ending episode, like in any kind of drama. To be honest, um, it concludes things way too fast in the last scene. Um, when they flash forward to 2018, you can clearly tell that they're like rushing it. We don't even get to see the second part of the competition. So they just like tell us who Kay is uh, instead of showing us, which I think would have been much better. So I think overall, I probably give this episode the same rating as you would. So a two out of five. I think two things would have made me rate it higher if Sam Dong did a acknowledgement of Hemi during his Grammys that made me would have feel better like that it's reciprocated some way that their connection seven years later mm-hmm. that would make me feel a lot better also maybe this is resolved in previous episodes but Sam Dong has like deafness or like selective deafness and when he experiences it in the audition it's all like it's okay he can like fake it you know like he's rehearsed the song so many times that he can like get by and i guess he does with the help of other vocals but i don't know how this man could be grammy famous and have this disease and like not show some sort of cure or workaround maybe it's like the struggle do you remember like that one video of someone going viral she was like deaf i can't hear anything but she can sing really well or whatever nope and maybe that's the okay you need to like plug into your pop culture girl this is like an american show uh which american show if it's reality i haven't watched it well i don't know it's like the voice or something uh yeah definitely haven't watched it okay even if you haven't watched it it went viral i don't like social media (laughs) (sighs) oh my god okay so now that we've gotten the ratings out of the way why don't we do wild speculation um from the middle of the episode or for the future continuation of the episode for the middle of the episode oh okay no i meant like from episode one to episode 16 what do you think happens between episodes two and 15 i'm only going to speculate on the romance because that's the only thing i've cared about okay uh but i'm only gonna like speculate between the four characters uh hemi samdong jungkook and becky that makes sense because Jason and Pilsuk are kind of just side characters. They're side characters and their romance just seems very simple and very streamlined. Like That's they fair. had no interference. Hemi and Samdong obviously had a thing from episode one. And I think they like grew it to like more love hate. Like he'll continue to rescue her, she'll continue to resent him, they'll like bond over this yogurt memory that we don't know. But then Samdong I think enters the picture and like creates a wedge I think like maybe she's impressed by his disease you know maybe she's impressed by his punchable face or his bad haircut oh my god I don't know 
But, like, I think whatever Hemi and Jungkook had fizzled out greatly because of him. Hmm. Or maybe because of Becky was, like, trying to take stuff from Hemi. Because I kind of sense that their friendship would struggle more and they would have, like, a rivalry of men so it's like oh uh hemi has a secret thing for jinguk i'm gonna create a wedge so that's what i think it's just like various love triangles subplots throughout the episode and that's the only thing i care about and i'm gonna wiki it or whatever i'm gonna find my answer (laughs) okay so you're gonna watch the rest of the drama or read it yes all right fair enough i'm not gonna make any speculation between episode 2 and 15 because i've watched what before Oh, that's fair. Anything for you? I feel like if I did tell you stuff, because I would, if I was speculating, I think I might remember what happened, and I don't want to ruin anything for you. So I'm just okay. Since I am going to watch it myself, tell me how right or wrong I was, or from what you concretely know. Uh, you're somewhat right, but not all the way. Which part was I wrong with? There's some key details and to the motivations of these characters of why they get together that you're missing out on. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm remembering it correctly, though. <laughs> don't care, we're speculating. All right, for what I can imagine, obviously Pecky is going to get really into, like, the performance aspect, and she really wants to prove herself and her self-worth because she has some sort of self-esteem issue. Oh, yeah. She'll try and pair up with Chinku because it's just... Easier? It's not that... It's not that she's trying to, like, get revenge on Hemi. It's the fact that she is, like, trying to elevate herself socially. Okay. And I think at one point, like, the people are saying, like, if you guys debut, or if you guys date, you'll debut faster. And so she really wants to do that. Okay. So I think that's her, like, main motivation to try and get with Jinkook. I don't think that she really has that kind of, like, romantic ambition to go after him, from what I remember. But yeah, so Hemi recruits samdong for like some some reason i don't remember why so he just gets like enamored with her it's kind of like um you know that american tv trope where this person is like from a, the country and he doesn't know anything but then like someone from the city starts showing him like civilized or him or her civilization and they start falling in love with the other person yeah that's kind of what happens i figured but like what does Hemi seeing Sam Dong them if he's this country hillbilly. I can't remember, but I'm gonna speculate. Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> that is my guess. That is my big guess. Tell me if I'm right or wrong in the next episode. <laughs> okay. Hey. Well, I didn't have any other notes from this episode. Did you want to say anything else? The deafness bothers me. I want that uh, noted. They did not resolve it to my liking. That is my only note. I think. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that plot point, to be honest. Sorry, I can't help you there. You just kind of figure that out. It's just like, I can understand him being famous. I just want to see him, like, deal with it or, like, try to cure it or, like... Because how can he consistently do concerts? I feel like when you're at that level that he is, you have to do live performances, you know? I mean, and after seven years of being famous, you'd imagine that he gets some sort of repairing surgery. But again, it's not shown or seen, so we have to assume or not assume. Yeah, I, I really have no solution. <laughs> also, I feel like if he's famous, then he can own it. He can own his disability or his disease. Why doesn't he go public with it? Why can't he, you know, why can't he have a relationship? Like, if, he, if his career is so solid of, like, seven-year-long fame, why, you know, like, why are they determined to have stars be this lonely socially 
unloved person. That's fair. I'm not sure. I can't answer that for you. But I do I know. know. I think that he, the public does know about his disability, though, because that one person who he hands, like, his hearing aid to is like, are you sure? So I don't know if it's, like, hidden from the public. I don't know. It's all speculation. <laughs> yeah. Wait, does Dreheim 2, like, touch up on any of the previous characters or not? Nah? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I will read a synopsis for Dream I Two. Or see what we can, can watch find. it later. No, no. I don't know if we should do sequels just yet. All right. So I think we're gonna call it here then. Yeah. Um, do you know what drama we're gonna watch next, Allison? Because it's uh, your It is my turn to pick. Um, let's do Prison Playbook. Okay. Perfect. We will watch Prisoners Playbook for the next episodes. And then you can choose the next one. (laughs) All right, sounds good. All right, bye. Bye.